Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Digital Audio Health by... Cymatrax. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversation and to use them to help you recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Charity Barreau, who is a community organizer, leader, and youth mentor. Living in a small rural farm community hasn't kept Charity small. If anything, the rural life fueled her desire to do more, be more, and stretch herself to experience everything she could imagine. Now her passion is focused on helping the youth and community in her hometown to do the same. From being an active member of the Lions Club to the youth group she formed in 2020, to, the inspi- to inspiring those around her to live their passions, Charity lives every day focused on bringing more peace, love, and authenticity in this world. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show Charity. Hi, Rhonda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. Well, it's nice to have you here with us. How did you get involved? My first question is, how did you get involved with the youth? Oh, well, growing up in this area, I know what it's like to not be seen, not be heard, have certain expectations placed upon you that just don't really feel right. And Mm -hmm. when 2020 hit, I had already done so much self-healing on myself to get myself out of that mindset. And I was watching everyone around me crumble, freaking out, panicking. And the one question that kept popping in my head is I'm like, we're Gen X. We practiced for, you know, nuclear fallout. Why is everyone freaking out? I, mm-hmm. I, I just, I didn't understand it. I was like, this is just another Tuesday. Okay. And then it dawned on me that we were already under all that stress to begin with. And right. So we have all the stress as adults and parents who are carrying all this weight. And then all of a sudden we have teenagers who don't know what's happening to have their whole world imploded and their world shut down. Teens are so social. They need their friends. They need to get out of the house. And all of a sudden everyone slammed into a home 24-7 with no way to get away from each other. And I'm like, okay, what can I do to help? That's all I kept hearing was, how can I help everybody? And I'm like, well, I can't help the whole world out of the gate, but I can help the people here in my town. And I was watching my kids 
watch their friends fall apart and my kids felt helpless in that moment. So as we started to open back up, uh, my husband and I had bought a restaurant. We had all this space. We have 8,000 square feet of space and only five of us here. So I'm like, how can I put this to use? Mm -hmm. So we opened up the ballroom because we knew we could safely social distance when we first opened. And we invited the local teens to come hang out and have dance parties, play games, and just reconnect in a safe, protected environment. We had a security guard at the door, um, is a local gentleman who does security for the different uh, bars. So we had him come in. Everybody had to come in with a parent, sign a form, and nobody could leave without telling us where they were going. And we, we did, we had snacks, we had drinks. And the kids were gifted two hours a week of just getting out to burn off energy. Put the phones down, have some fun. And in return, I was gifting their parents with two hours of, oh, <laughs> I can breastfeed. Yes. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> as, as parents, we don't get that opportunity. We're always on. And it's exhausting to always be on. So I knew that this was needed. And the kids really took to it. And next thing you know, they're asking me questions. Um, mm -hmm. it just, it's those questions that they're afraid to ask anyone else. So I was able to start building that trust bridge with them. And it turns out that they want to take what they've already learned and they want to build on that because they're about to be thrown into the adult world and they're terrified because yes. they're watching the adults fall apart. And they're like, if you guys can't figure it out, how am I supposed to know how to figure this out? And it just grew from there. And they're so open to receiving and wanting to learn and try new things that I realized in that I can help them build stronger foundations than many of us had received. I crashed and burned in my thirties, mm -hmm. you know, that midlife crisis. And I want to help them not crash and burn as hard <laughs> as the rest of us did. And it, it's been so empowering for me and such a joy to watch them step into who they are. And watch them be like, you know, I'm afraid to try something new, but I'm going to do it anyways, because I want to see what happens. Their confidence has grown, their grades have increased, and even their families are feeling the energetic difference in their child. And it's making them have less stress. And I'm like, so beautiful, so beautiful, you know, and I wish I could just share this with the whole world as much as possible. But I understand that it's like, it's like a pebble in the pond it you you throw the pebble and it grows outwards because they're influencing their friends now in school and it's just ah it just it warms my heart every day I wake up I'm like yes I get to do this again it's so exciting I love it mm -hmm. and especially when they're so appreciative and and you've had and and you've had some youth who have become successful I mean you said about their grades increasing um yeah. What, what do you attribute to that, that their grades I, are increasing? I give them the credit on that one. Um, uh, when they first started out with me, it was school sucks. I don't understand why I need to learn this. You know, we all go through that. It's like, oh, this is so stupid. And mm -hmm. I got them to take a moment to take a breath and take a step back and understand that it's not just what they're being taught in the subject. It's the being able to learn from someone who has the wisdom openly, not judge the situation. And in that, they were like, oh, 
okay, so they went into some of their favorite classes like science and math and applied that first to see how it worked out. And they saw their grades increase in a matter of two weeks. It went up a whole grade point. And they're like, wait a minute. And I'm like, you did that because you paid attention and you allowed yourself to get excited about it instead of shut down as soon as you walk in the classroom. And that's opened up the conversation to the power of positive psychology. And they realized that when they set themselves up with a different mindset, they take more from it. They're noticing more in a situation. They have more awareness of the teacher's body language of the kids around them and how capable they are of retaining information when they're open mentally versus shut down mentally. So from there, they just kept building on it over the last couple of years. And now the ones that had almost failing grades, you know, and as a parent, I did it to, you know, get your grades up or I'm taking away your cell phone. Mm -hmm. They're operating from fear and they didn't like that. Now they're not even finding that their parents are threatening that with them anymore that they don't need to. And I had one, had one of the kids message me last week, my grade fell below a C. I got to get this up. So I'm going to skip our meeting this week, just to let you know, I'm going to work on my homework. And by the next morning, she was back up to a B just proud. Like, she's like, I can't even believe this works. She goes, it's so powerful and so easy. And mm-hmm. I, I'm like, you did this. You realized this. I said, I just showed you the path. That was it. I just give them the opportunity. and. She also applied for the position of youth pastor in her church. This is not something she would have even considered doing a couple of years ago. Um, a few of them were in counseling. They said that the suicidal thoughts have subsided. Their confidence has grown. They're able to set better healthy boundaries with their friends. It, it's just so beautiful to watch them have that at this age. Mm-hmm. Well, you said something very powerful there that people, people may not re- realize is the word confidence. Yeah. And uh, how, how did you um, help them find their confidence? I mean, we all have confidence, we just have to take the dust off of it, right? Right, exactly. And my, everybody calls me a coach. And I I don't really like that term, because we're expected as a coach to just do this, 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 and it'll work. And that's not how it really goes. No. So as a mentor, the one thing I had to find in me was my confidence. And I named my business reclaim your Zen, because we all have that Zen. And that's where our confidence comes from. But we've covered it with so much other stuff that we have all this self doubt inside Mm -hmm. of us that doesn't let that shine. So The kids are like, I need to be more confident. I said, okay, this is what I've learned in life. The only way to become confident is to go out and do things. You have, you, you have to get off the couch because you're not going to ever be able to trust yourself to know that you can do something without actively doing it. And the kids are like, oh, I'm like, somebody can tell you you're great, but until you do it and prove it to yourself, just like a, a hypothesis in science. Mm-hmm. You're never going to actually know for sure if you can do it or not. You'll also find out if you like it or not. There's, you take all doubt off the table when you do that. So we started setting up little challenges. Every week, we would challenge one another to go do one thing we've never done. Fantastic. Yeah, and it gets them more active out in the community. They're outside. And it also stretched me because there was still quite a bit that I hadn't done out of fear. 
And so I still had that doubt in me as well. And then we come back and we share what we figured out, you know, I love to do this, or I had no idea I was going to like to do this, or I don't like that. I don't ever want to do that again. But Mm -hmm. in that, every single one of us were like, we know for sure that's not our thing right now. And I always, always stress with them. I said, don't ever say I'll never do it again. It's just not my thing right now. I said, because so much can happen that in five years, you might try that again and find out that it actually fits this time which Mm -hmm. has been super powerful, especially for me, because I, I learned at a young age, never say never. Life has a funny way of proving you wrong on that. (laughs) Yes, that's right. It sure can. Well, the self, uh, the self doubt um, originates from expectations uh, that Mm -hmm. people put on themselves or expectations that are put on them by others. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Um, I, (laughs) the kids asked me to break this down for them one day and I'm like, okay, It's a knowing belief or a a knowing philosophy versus a belief philosophy. My belief philosophy was handed to me by all the people around me when I was a kid. The same thing for them because it's that same community. Once I stepped into the knowing, I had to prove everything so I could actually know it. My whole world changed and they're starting to actually experience that now. And my husband and I, we always believed we'd be great homesteaders, live off the grid. So we right. did it. 18 months, we lived off the grid. The only thing that connected us to the grid was our cell phones. That's it. We, we grew our own food. We hand pumped our own water. We had solar system. Like the only thing that was missing was a little house on the prairie dress. And otherwise <laughs> yes. everything else was off the grid. We cooked on a, a campfire outside. We bought an antique wood stove where you actually had to put the wood inside. I baked in that. Like we wanted the whole experience. Now I know without a shadow of a doubt, I can do it and I like it. And so I told the kids, I said, everybody told us we couldn't do it. If we had listened to that, we would have adopted a belief philosophy. And I would have lived with a ton of self-doubt for the rest of my life. Just in that area, could I, can I take care of myself if I need to? Now? I know I can. It's just, it's that simple. And so the kids, they're like, okay, if they have the self-doubt, they're like, where did I pick up this belief? And they, they look at it, they actually break it down and they take the time to say, okay, well, that is something that, you know, my grandparents believed. Can I go out and safely prove this and try this and turn this into something where I know for a fact, yes or no. And if they can, and they want to, then we do it. I, I bring them the opportunities that they need to play that out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're all conditioned. Um, oh, yes. Uh, yes. When, we're, when we're raised, we're all conditioned, but we don't realize that we are conditioned. We don't realize that this, the, the decisions that we make every day are based on our conditioning unless we have a self-awareness and, mm-hmm. and, and, and know that that is a conditioned um, from our parents or from our grandparents, but it, it goes even deeper than that. It's actually biological as well. Um, yes. because, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and so some of it, uh, you, you tend to be going against uh, what your innate abilities are uh, mm-hmm. if you want to do something. And yeah. uh, so it's, 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 it's very empowering uh, to hear you speak and it must've been empowering for you uh, to, and your husband to uh, live off the grid um, mm-hmm. 
kind of like the little house on the prairie. Uh, oh, yes. And that was pre-pandemic that you did that. Is that right? Yes, that was yeah, in so, 2018. Right. So that was pre-pandemic. So when the pandemic ar- arrived, um, you didn't have the worries and concerns that a lot of people would have had who didn't have your experience. No, not at all. I looked at my husband and I said, oh boy, that is where, why we were so calm through all of it. Cause we were like, eh, okay, well, we've already got it figured out. And I had to really stop and go, nobody else has probably done this. It's not a super common lifestyle. Um, no. So it's, it's one of those where you really have to stop and allow people to be where they are. It was a great exercise. And one of the other things that I practice too is love. And people always look at me slightly strange. And I'm like, it's letting other people voluntarily evolve, Mm -hmm. be who they are, where they're at and grow at the pace that they're comfortable with. And sometimes that means they're just not our people. And the kids have adopted that as well. But it was a, a good workout for me on remembering that not everybody has had that same experience that my husband and I have had. And it gave us the opportunity to be more of the grounded rocks that people could come to and we could be like, just take a breath. It's okay. We, we all got this. We've all got skills we can bring to this. It's fine. You know, we got to be that rock and actually walk that talk and say, it's okay. We don't need to freak out guys. Just take a breath. That's it. You know, that's, that's all we have to do right now and really help people find that center in that moment. We had our mm-hmm. moments though, too. Don't get me wrong. There, oh, there yes. Moment, oh, but <laughs> we're, oh, we're yes. still human. Yeah. But overall, uh, it was a fantastic experience. And mm-hmm. you bring that teaching, you've brought that teaching back into your community uh, yeah. in helping others. And you talk about uh, love and loving people as they go through those different transitions. And it it has to do with a a kindness towards each other while you're allowing them to grow. You don't have to speed up. You get to do things at your pace Mm -hmm. and uh, without, um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, Judging them. Yes. Right. Uh, I don't like to even use that word, uh, judging or criticizing, but be there as a witness, right? Watching them develop. It's just fantastic. It is. It is such a beautiful process. And I'm a big believer that, like you said, the universe has this tendency to put things in our path that always strengthen us if we allow that to happen. So when I feel that push, like I have to hurry I know that I need to love myself more in that moment. It's okay. It's, it's good. Life is a journey, not a race. And then when someone comes to me and they're standing in front of me and they're freaking out, and then it also teaches me to remember to take a breath, to Mm -hmm. just let them be, to give them a hug or just say, you know what? I got you. I understand you. I feel you. It's okay. I promise it'll be okay. And let them have that moment of breakdown and release of that pressure. And then once they get that, that clarity starts to come in and then you can be like, Hey, you can walk with me on this journey. If you want, you don't have to, no pressure. It's all good. But if you want to, I'm here, just look for my light and we're, we'll help each other out on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That must be a very powerful thing for a teen to hear those words that you've just said, including the word, I feel you, Mm -hmm. because 
That means that you you feel their energy, you feel where they're coming from. I mean, yeah. that's at the fundamental level when you can feel somebody else and not only that, but tell them you can feel them, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. that's that because it's energy. It is. And I, I love exchanging energy with people. I really do that. That soul deep connection you have with someone. It's just, oh, it's so, um, so moving and so incredible. And with the kids, when I first started telling them that they're like, oh yeah, you're just saying that. And I'm like, no. And I would, I would no. describe to them what I was feeling and they mm -hmm. would just sit there and their eyes would get huge. And they're like, you do get it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I really do. I really, really do. And mm -hmm. when you can do that, you open up that level of communication and trust with someone who just came out of pure chaos and is terrified. And I've seen it work with adults too. When you just give them that moment, that exchange of energy, you can just see them let go and be like, it's okay. You know, and it, it's so powerful because we really can't do this life thing alone. We really can't. And mm -hmm. I think that pandemic brought that to our forefront that we even though we do a lot of stuff together we're so disattached from one another because of cell phones and technology that I think we really realized that wait a minute we need that energetic connection to know that we're all here and we're all together in this even though we're still different we're still all one it's it blows my mind every day when I think about it I love it Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's the single most powerful thing uh, that we've talked about in this podcast. And our listeners, I hope you're feeling uh, the energy uh, from charity, um, because saying that you understand people uh, that you're, you know, you, it's mostly like I understand Well, your brain understands, but to, to let somebody know that you feel them at the essence and the core of their being, meaning that if they're, if that they feel, you feel the energy of that frustration they've had at home, the frustration that they have with not getting a good grade or th things like that. And you feel how they feel that is so empowering. Mm -hmm. being an empath is uh it can be intense at times <laughs> oh yes well it is yeah it certainly is um an empath uh we ha you have to be careful that you don't um uh take on too much right of somebody yes. else's feeling but if you learn the boundaries of being an empath then mm -hmm. you're you, you're as you are describing you are very effective for sure you're listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor Cymatrex and I'm speaking with Charity Burrow today how many people reach out and connect with you Charity Oh, goodness. Uh, one of the best ways to get a hold of me is on LinkedIn. Right. Um, I love that platform. Otherwise, you can go to my website, which is www.ryzempowerment.com. And I have a contact link on there. You just grab that, my email, phone number, all that good stuff pops up. Otherwise, you can find me on Facebook. And my phone number, if anybody would like to shoot a text, which is probably the best because I never have the ringer on. So I'll just be honest with you on that one. Yeah. Would be 920-745-0482. Shoot me a text first. Let me know you want to chat with me and then we can make a phone call. I'm totally cool with that. And my email would be charityburrow, B-U-H-R-O-W at gmail.com. 
any of those ways I'm totally great with. All right. And we'll grab that again at the end of the show, just in case uh, the listeners did not have a pen uh, to write that down. So what extraordinary discovery have you found in your life? Oh, definitely my confidence. (laughs) Your Um, confidence, right? Yeah, that I, I pondered that question for a while and I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't made a discovery. And I'm like, wait, yeah, I have mm-hmm. <laughs> me. It I you, discovered makes you think. Yeah. it does. And I love questions like that because it, it shows where I still have some work to do. Cause I, I instantly went to, I haven't created anything in specific, you know, particular. And I realized that I am my greatest discovery. And it took a lot to get to where I am. And five years ago, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you. I would not be talking like this. Right. Um, I was super insecure. And now I'm like, you know what? Life is amazing. I don't care what gets thrown at me. This is great. I I just. You have activated your genius, haven't you? Yes. (laughs) I tend to overwhelm people though, because being in a small community, when you're super excited about like everything and you want to help everyone, it does freak people out. So I, oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. You're too, you're too much for them. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, whoa, (laughs) turn it down. And I'm like, okay, fine. Just a little bit, you know, throw a baseball hat on. I'm like better. Can we do it now? You know, I'm like a kid (laughs) in a candy store at times. And wonderful. The ones, the ones who do love to work with me though, uh, I love them to death and they help keep me grounded in very big ways. Right. That's awesome. What extraordinary, or sorry, uh, do you feel that you've been called to your journey? Yes, I do. Uh, sitting here, looking back at everything I've gone through, I have zero regrets in my life. I am mm-hmm. blown away at the things that I've endured. I don't like say, I don't like the word survivor. I don't like the word victim. Um, I didn't survive anything. It was just my life. I endured. I learned. Uh, I became super empowered through it all. And which is super funny because most people are like, oh, you must hate your ex-husband. I don't necessarily say he would ever be a friend of mine uh, just because of everything that's kind of gone down. But mm-hmm. I do credit him with my self-discovery. Whether or not he'll ever be open to receiving that, I would love the opportunity at some point in life to thank him for this because through all of it, I am exactly where I need to be, where the universe needs me to be doing exactly what I was brought here to do. And that's to be a lighthouse and that's Mm -hmm. to help others find their true radiance and their brilliance and their confidence and just live the life that they want to live from their passion, from their heart, making the world a better place. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, because some people think that uh, you are who you are and you've been who you are um, Mm -hmm. forever. And, And people don't realize that people have had some unkind uh to get to where they are yes right and yeah it can be powerful if we let it it really can mm-hmm. and it's the same when they see an athlete uh at the olympics winning gold well they mm-hmm. didn't just wake up yesterday 
and, um, you know, and picked up a racquetball and was instantly uh, a racket and was instantly talented. Um, They're just hours and hours and hours and hours. So, um, you know, I really uh, love your your candor your candor and um how you're i mean because there might be people right now that are going not going through a really good situation and it's really hard to see the light on the other side of it it's really right yes yes i agree i always tell the kids it's hard to see the forest when the tree is up your nose (laughs) so take a step back (laughs) Mm -hmm. they always giggle on that but it is it's so hard when you're in the midst to see that light you're just like oh this is never going to end mm-hmm. been there yeah and 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 some people you know will go back to the word confidence they don't have the confidence to maybe uh make a decision that would be better for them than where they are right now because mm-hmm. it's hard for them to see the other side of yes. where and the potential um that they that might lay uh for them yes my, the very first step I did was a super small one. It was gratitude. And okay. every morning I wake up before I open my eyes, before I even move, before a dog jumps on me, because I've got like five chihuahuas. So before I even twitch, the first thing I do is I say three things I'm grateful for. I am grateful I woke up. I am grateful for this air and I am grateful for my body. That's it. That's how I started. That was it. And it would stick, you know, like 15 seconds and I'd open my eyes and I'm like, oh, high anxiety, you're back again. But every day, if you do that every single day, it starts to build on itself. And pretty soon I was going an hour before I felt any anxiety. And the next thing you know, I was going half a day. And now I find myself, I'm grateful when I wake up, I'm grateful for the sun. I'm grateful for the birds, the dogs. I'm grateful the coffee as it's brewing. I, I just, I'm like, I'm so grateful. I have a coffee machine. I am so Mm -hmm. grateful. I have running water. You know, it, the more we can push out in gratitude, it calms us enough that we can take that step back, take that breath. And you'll start to see that glimmer of light at the end because you start to see the good things you've got around you in some of the most dark moments. That was what really got me through a lot of the dark stuff was just starting to do that. That's the first thing I tell everyone, just start just a little bit of gratitude that's it that's all you got to do and it'll it just kind of grew from there and then I went down rabbit holes left and right for psychology and science and it just exploded into this and I am on cloud nine most of the time it's amazing Mm -hmm. well in the state when you're in the state of gratitude what happens is that your body the energy around you the energy in your body changes Mm-hmm. And people start to uh, feel that yes. and reflect that back to you. And it's in the reflection that you start to see yourself and feel yourself and, mm-hmm. and know that you deserve more, right? Yes, yes. That, and, that moment I realized I actually deserved more. I was like, whoa, that's new. It, it's a great feeling. I love mm-hmm. it. And, and when you feel that you deserve more, you want to be more. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so great how it just builds upon itself. Like it just keeps growing and you're like, okay, we're going to do this now. This is pretty cool. And then it, it starts to get fun. Like what else can I do? And I always yes. joke around. I, I want a cape. 
<laughs> always right. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, like it, it, you almost feel like, um, oh, like Spider-Man. He got bit by a spider, right? And he right. shoot webs. Now, none of us could actually do that. I mean, it would be cool. But I always tell the kids, I said, take something that is seen as a negative by society, you know, as a result of whatever happened to you and turn that into your superpower. Your and special mine, ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine is hyper-awareness. I notice everything. I see everything because it, it just became a default mode for me for such a long time. And instead of being like, oh, this is a response to something bad. I'm like, this is a superpower because now I can read people. I can read rooms, situations, energy. And I told my husband the other day, I'm like, can I have a cape? And he comes back with, he goes, no capes. I'm like, oh, why do I try? <laughs> you know, so it's, I, I got a no crown cape. instead. So I wear yeah. a crown, you know, but it, it's just a matter of taking as we grow, like out of the gate, you're not going to be able to be like, oh, this happened to me. It's my superpower. Now you, you do have to build your confidence into that, but we have that ability to turn anything into a blessing in our lives. We really, really do. If we want to, of course, I would never well, force anyone. Yeah, if we if we want to. Mm-hmm. And another good thing to tell yourself during the day is how can I self-actualize my gifts? Oh, yes. Right. And yes. so when we ask that, it does something to our energy and the universe will respond to that. But I love that you have uh, taken um, your life, your journey and what you've done and you've risen above it, you found uh, incredible gifts that have laid dormant within you, mm-hmm. and, uh, and began to expressing them. And when you began to expressing them, the world uh, returned in favor. And then what you did is you took all of that. And now you were teaching youth yeah. uh, how to find themselves and be more. Yeah, right. Yes. I just love it, Charity. Now, the Thank word you. I love your name, but that has not always been a friend no. to you, has it? No, my grandfather actually named me, and mm-hmm. it is divine love is what it means. And in yes. high school, I was super not ashamed, but like embarrassed by it because people, well, kids in high school aren't exactly nice. So it's one of those, you know, oh, your donation, you know, it's just these. I I was just like, oh, I wish they would have named me something different. And I had a teacher, uh, my science teacher and my volleyball coach and basketball coach, small town. He gave everyone a nickname first day of school. And he looked at me and he goes, I need some time to think about yours. And I'm like, well, that can't end well. Back the next day. (laughs) And he goes, he goes, your name is love. And I was like, okay. And it stuck with me. And I'm like, Okay, so it's on my jerseys, my letter jacket, I mean everything. He put that he he put that stuff like it was sprinkles on a cupcake. I'm like, okay, that's what we're doing. And he, I think he was trying to help me at that time to see the the good in my name and in me because I didn't see it when I was in high school. No, I I just yeah. did not see it. And now I find myself that I'm actually operating from that standpoint, everywhere I turn, I'm like, whoa, he knew. And my grandfather, my mom had a different name picked out for me. And he looked at her one day out of the blue and said, no, her name is Charity. He said, there is, there is no discussion. And he walked away and she always thought that was very odd. Yeah. Because it was very random and out of the blue. And he actually passed away when I was three. 
So I never got the opportunity to, to speak with him and ask him why this name. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just been recently that I've actually been diving into the actual meaning of my name. Cause you know, Oh, do you have a sister faith and hope? No, no, I don't. I've heard that one a million times, you know, and it, it's now dawning on me where that's coming from and my purpose and what I've been called to do. And I'm like, this is an absolute blessing. Like I am embracing this and I love it. And it, it's just, life is just so good right now. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, I interviewed uh, Sharon uh, Lynn Wyatt, uh, my last podcast, and that's what she does for a living is Mm -hmm. uh, she discovered and has branded nameology. And so she dissects a name. And uh, she also has a book that is uh, name, um, uh, name the soul. And apparently, we our names are chosen before we even arrive. And for some reason, uh, your grandfather knew uh, that that was your name. That just gave me warm fuzzies across the board. Did it? Fantastic. Oh, that I mean, that's wonderful. I love that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and so she this is what she does is she works with people. And uh, so that's my previous, previous podcast, if anybody missed that and wants to know what the vowels mean of their names, I actually we go through that on the show. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't think of that when you and I had our chat. Um, yeah. But uh, but that's, uh, that what was that's what was going on in the last podcast. So before we wrap up the show, would you like to give your contact? Sure, definitely. Information so, again? Yeah. yeah. If anyone wants to connect with me, I'm on LinkedIn and it, it's Charity Burrow Love. That's, that's the easiest way to find me on LinkedIn. And then I can be found on Facebook, of course, and my website, which is www.ryzempowerment.com. And my email would be my name, charityborough at gmail.com. Otherwise, you're welcome to text me because I don't ever turn my ringer on. So you can try and call, but I'm probably not going to hear the phone ring. Uh, Shoot me a text. Let me know you want to chat and I'll call you back. That number is 920-745-0482. Thank you very much. Well, I just, I just love, uh, you know, I loved our conversation before. I love the conversation we've had today. It's been wonderful having you as a guest on the show. Thank you so much, Charity. Thank you so much, Rhonda, for having me. This was an absolute blast. I loved it. Yes, so did I. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend, John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant show, author of Magical Forces Within, extraordinary discoveries in an ordinary life inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day thanks so much for tuning in thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda grant show with your host Rhonda grant if you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does go to her website rondagrantauthor.com that's rondagrantauthor.com 